Welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about Season 7, Episode 8, Jesse's Girl. Um, and Kelsey, will you please read us the extremely brief uh, Degrassi wiki summary? Absolutely. When Ellie's ex-mentor, Caitlin Ryan, arrives to guest lecture in Jesse's class, she throws herself into Ellie's assignment, dot, dot, dot. And her boyfriend. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm just... All right. I mean, I guess it's true. We didn't talk about the B plot, which I already forgot about. <laughs> um, I just had to look at my notes to remind myself what it was. Holland, can you tell us a little bit about Jessie's Girl? Um, Obviously. I love this song so Me much. Um, it is a 1981 song by Rick Springfield, who I did not know was Australian until looking at his Wikipedia page today. Um, I know he was on a soap opera in the 80s. I don't know which one it was, but I know he was on it. I think my mom watched it. I don't know. Now I'm just going to go into a hole of what his general hospital. He was on general hospital. Um, but anyway, I don't know. I love this song. It's a great fucking song. Um, it also definitely does into the episode because Ellie, I guess, is Jesse's girl. But then Jesse has another girl in Caitlin Ryan for a second. Um, but yeah, it works in the literal sense, I guess. I love this song. Fun fact about my life and this song. My friend Colette, when we were... 13 dated a guy named Jesse and so we made up like an entire dance to this song once and like recorded it and everything it lives on someone's computer somewhere probably who knows if that computer still works it, it might just be lost to the world but yeah that, that was the thing that happened that's great that's really good. it also reminds me of that episode in Glee when they sang it because Rachel was dating Jesse St. James, aka Jonathan Groff, yeah. and it like worked too. That he was back when like I still watched. Yeah, he sang it because mm-hmm. he was like jealous of that whole thing. That's back when I still actually watched Glee because it was season one. <laughs> it was still good. It was still great. Ryan Mur- Murphy, yeah, can only do like a good first season and then he's done. Anyway, great song choice. Let's get into the episode. We have not recorded an episode recap episode in a really long time, um, which is why you guys all had a bunch of minis last week, and I don't even apologize for it because we were very busy. We had we had rough weeks. Kelsey had to help her mom move. Yeah, I've, I two weekends in a row. Two weekends in a row. I <laughs> have not slept much. I went to the gym really early this morning for no reason. I did that too. I don't even know why. We're dumb. That's why we're dumb, and we're just like being pressured by society. Yeah, to be healthy. What? Ugh, who cares? I still have a headache, and I'm con- I'm convinced it's because I woke up too early today. Maybe. Um, Let's never do it again. Anyway, moving on. Episode. We're like, I feel like, I feel like, I feel us wanting to get this done really quickly, but we haven't done this in so long that I can tell it's going to be a rambly episode already. So let's just see where that mentality takes us. The episode starts with Jesse is in the newsroom at the core and he's pulling Ellie's story about like tuition hikes. 
because Bill Nye is going to come to the school and that makes complete sense to me. Of course, I would rather read a story about Bill fucking Nye, the science guy, not the seance guy, by the way, which is what Ellie says. Yeah, she's like the seance guy. And I was like, is this a Canadian thing again? Is it just like an like, accent That's thing? not how you say science in Canada, please. I know, but I don't know. Maybe because nobody said anything to her or nobody corrected her. I'm like, yeah. seance and science are two very different things. Super different. Probably almost opposite things. Although if he was the seance guy, I would be equally interested. Bill, 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 Bill. <laughs> Bill the seance guy. Bill <laughs> Just be like reading your tarot. Spirits rule. <laughs> Instead of like the lab coat with the bubbling just beakers and shit, he just like he's has just, like, a dress like he's just dressed like Professor Trelawney, he's, like has crystal ball. He's like a crow on his shoulder, and like smoke is coming up. See, you're picturing him very mystical, and I'm picturing him like Chris Angel. <laughs> I don't know why. He would. I feel like he would fall in the middle of those two things, right? <laughs> I would have loved to watch those videos in science oh class. Oh, my God. Bill Nye the seance guy is my favorite. Just that's like a weed. Teaches you about the Ouija board. Yeah. Like, to, to, tells you how to read palms. Teaches you about tarot cards. Tea leaves. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he would just, he would basically just be Professor Trelawney with a crow, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. In my mind, he has a crow. In my, like, so you know how, like... People have, like, do you have, like, a plan Z? Like, if everything goes to hell and you need to, like, move on and do a different thing with your life and, like, start over somewhere else? I guess. I know you've talked about this on the podcast before. You want to be a yoga instructor. Yeah. Well, no. (laughs) That or I want to be a psychic. (laughs) Are you good at, like, uh, reading people? Like, doing cold read Or what is it called when you, like, pick up on context clues and just, like, like tell the like can tell the future act as a medium or whatever even though it's like all bullshit i think so and i think if i practiced more i could yeah i don't know you could be the next long island medium i would love that be the new jersey prospect park medium (laughs) you're giving me credit as a person who's lived in brooklyn for a long time but in my heart i know i'm still trash it's fine (laughs) new jersey medium did you see my coworker today so my coworker today came up to me it was like really early and she's kind of new and we got oh yeah i saw your tweet i saw your tweet she comes up to me and she's like are you from Bergen County? And I was like, yeah, why? And she was like, I'm from Tenafly. And she was like, I could just tell. And I was like, why? She's like, we have a similar obnoxious quality. (laughs) And I was like, you're not wrong. (laughs) She's like, not to be an asshole. I'm like, no, I get it. We're from the same place. We're the same. I know. I saw that tweet. It was yep. it was a real thing that happened in the hallway outside of the kitchen. And I was like, I don't know how to respond to this, but also I've never felt more understood. <laughs> so you can just move home, open up a psychic shop, yep. make it happen. Hey, the best psychic I ever went to was in Emerson, New Jersey. Honestly, you could probably run that shit out of your apartment. The only time I've ever been to a psychic, I was drunk from day drinking at bottomless brunch mimosas in the east village and somebody told me to go see a psychic because we passed like 
a sign on the street and it was like literally like we went into an apartment building and went into this lady's apartment and she would only let us in one at a time to like do our readings and it cost ten dollars and I don't remember anything she said because I was really drunk but it was like because it was ten dollars it was like you let it was like really general like vague stuff that I'm like I guess that applies to me because it can apply to anybody mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. anyway yeah just like Put your psychic place right next to a place that does bottomless mimosas. You'll yeah. rake in the cash. Seriously. Also, we should definitely day drink and go see psychics. Let's do it. Memorial Day is coming up. Are you going to be here? I'll That'll be give here. us appropriate time to recover after day drinking. I will be here. Let's do that. Let's do it. Anyway, okay. anyway, if you guys live in New York, be prepared to see us stumbling and like singing the Backstreet Boys down the street or something. At like 12 noon <laughs> on our way to a psychic. We just made weekend plans for Memorial Day. This is what we do. We make plans on the podcast. It's been nine minutes. Most of it has been talking about our personal lives. I'm told. And Bill Nye the seance guy. I've told several anecdotes. Bill Nye the goddamn We already planned a trip for my father's birthday to Maryland. I talked to him about it yesterday. Did you He's still pretty sure you can go. He just needs to figure out sleeping arrangements. Because there's going to be like 300 people going to his goddamn birthday. It's crazy. It's It's like 50th. I don't know. It's a lot of people. Anyway. So Jesse pulls Ellie's story because Bill Nye the science guy is going to be there for some conference. And she's like, what? You're like ditching me? You're pulling my story for Bill Nye the science guy? And she's like, raise your hand if everyone thinks it's stupid or or actually, Jesse is like, um, yeah, obviously, this is a big deal. I th- is he the one who says, raise your hand if you think it's a good idea to pull the story? No, it's Ellie because she's being weird and pouty and ditzy, and I hate it. She's so bizarre. And then episode. he, like, flirts with her, and she's like, oh, okay. And then he, like, does yeah. something, and then she pouts. And I'm like, who are you? But then he's like, all right, you're on horoscopes. And I'm like, okay, downgrading her to horoscopes is unnecessary. Also, what newspaper has fucking horoscopes? This is not Cosmo. A lot of hor- newspapers have horoscopes. Do they? Yeah. I know that The Onion has really funny ones well, when they're like published. Count. They have like a published thing that they used to. The Onion's also a satire newspaper. I know, but their horoscopes are the funniest. I know that. No, all, m- most newspapers have horoscopes. I know the New Jersey Record did because I would read it every weekend. Do they? Yeah, they do. It's near the comics. I mean, it's not like Weird. it's in the middle of fucking like arts and leisure. But I don't know. I guess just no papers I've read have them. And also when I worked on a newspaper, we definitely did not have them. I would love to write horoscopes. It falls back into my weird wanting to be a psychic thing. You should hang out with Nancy. I should not because I've <laughs> met Nancy on several. I worked with Nancy There's for a There's a lady while. I work with who's like really into astrology and like mystical things. I know. I made a crystals. magazine for her. We've already, we're on the third like iteration of that magazine. Really? I'm so glad we I'm made a spiritual on a living. That was the first one, right? Yeah. We did a spirituality now on Newsstand Soon, everybody. And now we're doing a mindfulness magazine. It's like all the same fucking thing because all those boat like, like bonkers people will buy it. But anyway, oh my God, the other day she went over to, or like a couple weeks ago, she went over to Courtney and was like, gave her like some rock or crystal or whatever. And she's like, just hold this for like 10 minutes. I've like, I've held it for like five minutes and I've already so like energized and jazzed. And Courtney's like, okay. And 
And then she kept talking about how, like, sometimes she just walks around with rocks in her bra because it, like, helped with her aura on the day. Yeah, this is Nancy. Yeah. Jesus. Anyway. It sounds like kind of my mom. My mom was, like, into that kind of thing. My mom has gotten really into oil pulling. My sis- my stepsister is really into crystals now. My mom's not so into crystals, but she's really into oil pulling now, and she's really into, like, essential oils. If it involves oils, my mom is like, sure, that probably works. That makes more sense to me because, like, well, rocks don't do shit. No, rocks, I don't think, I don't believe in the crystal thing. But I think, like, oils make sense because, like, they're made with, like, natural ingredients that are used in, like, old-timey medicine. It's, like, more homeopathic, I think. I don't know. I don't it's know. probably also bullshit, but who knows? Anyway, we haven't gotten past the first two minutes. But yeah, so, so Ellie's being weird. And, and like then he's like, I'm ditzy. sorry, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, what? I don't know. I don't, I, know. I don't like this Ellie. And this then, is not our Ellie. No. This then, is not the Ellie who had crimped hair and turned Jimmy, star football, star basketball player down because Ashley was her new friend and like, fucking girl code she hasn't been that ellie in a long time i miss her i don't think she's been that ellie since she got to college honestly I miss her so much she hasn't been that ellie since she met jesse yeah but even before that when she was like picking classes for school she's yeah. like what is this class i don't love this version i don't want to read beowulf i feel like they changed her they did she was so cool i don't get it and it's like it's i feel like it's taken me this long to like really accept the fact that they've like ruined ellie for me Mm -hmm. and i love stacy farber stacy farber i don't want to hate your character but i really they ruined her i mean maybe it's because of the guy thing and like sometimes you can lose yourself because of a guy which yeah. i get yeah so hopefully after this she'll become back she'll get back to old ellie a little bit i hope so anyway after the theme song jesse's like talking to some lady named kim who spells her name with a y which whoever even spells their name with a y when it's kim i don't know why don't he would know. even ask that question but he goes cool so unique and i'm like ugh, you like He's so pretty, but also I want to punch him in his mouth. Yeah, all and then the time. Ellie is like, "You have two settings: off and flirt." And she's like, "I didn't know you had a thing for older women." He's like, "I have a thing for women." And it's like, Ugh. "Oh, yeah, I hate it." If also, anyone ever says that to you, just like punch them in the mouth. Jesse is terrible in this episode. <laughs> he is the living worst. He's I'm like beautiful. You, he's gorgeous. Like, but oh my god, terrible, beautiful, but the worst. Um, and then. Also, Ellie got a haircut. It's very short. Yeah. I'm I'm not a huge fan. Temperate. It doesn't look terrible, it. but it looks weird. I told I wrote down Ellie got a weird haircut. <laughs> it is a weird haircut. But you know what? I was looking okay, so in the move, I've been looking through all of my stuff from my entire life. And I found a series of photos from like mid to late high school. So like two thousand seven through two thousand nine. And that sort of like haircut that was like fuller at the top and then just got progressively thinner was oh, yeah. so of that so time. yeah so many people i know had that haircut oh yeah i don't i didn't remember so many people having that haircut until this weekend when i was like i have 30 polaroids of my friend chelsea making different faces with just that haircut yeah yeah it was a thing yeah so it makes sense because i think this it was, was like, like an emo girl slash scene girl haircut yeah super scene girl haircut super scene girl yeah. haircut 
Do you want to do fashion police? Yeah. So she got a weird haircut, but Jesse looks beautiful. Gorgeous. At one point, Mia's wearing really bad shoes. They're like maroon-ish. They're like purpley. They're weird. They look like they're trying to be Pumas, but they're terrible. And her jeans that they keep talking about are nothing I'm to like, write home about. I wrote, Anya likes Mia's boring jeans. They're just like plain <laughs> jeans. Like They're just like normal jeans. It's very hard to get excited about jeans. If jeans are trying to be interesting, it usually means they're tacky. Yeah. Um. Um. And then Holly J and Anya are wearing like differently colored tights, like blue and purple tights, which I yeah. guess I remember when like other colors than like black tights were a thing yeah they uh, but you could only get away with that if you have super skinny legs or else your legs look like tree trunks it is a true fact um yeah speaking of anya and holly j they're like really channeling like blair waldorf yeah but like cheap canadian blair waldorf (laughs) and i'm like i i I like the attempts but also i i just i hate it it doesn't look good it doesn't it's like because they can't because cheap Blair Waldorf just means that means you can't afford designer clothing so it's just not gonna look great no because like only Blair Waldorf can pull off Blair Waldorf Blair Waldorf like no nobody can do that yeah at one point you you need like you need like gossip girl kind of money for that shit at one point Anya is wearing this like crop this like cropped sleeve blazer that I thought was camo at first but it's just like Looks like camo, but it's flowers. Yeah. And with like a pink shirt and she's wearing a skirt that has like tulle peeking out underneath it too. It's weird. It's just weird. And Holly J's probably wearing something similar. It's like I I wrote down that it was like sort of like a Lindsay Lohan and Mean Girls gossip girl crossover. Yeah. It was a weird hodgepodge of those two things. I did not care for it. Um, Mia's. Oops. Sorry. Um, I was going to say, Caitlyn's hair is like long and brown and it actually looks really good. I love her hair. Her hair hair is the best. Speaking of great hair, Mia's hair has improved and now she is just all of the curly hair goals. Yeah, she looks good. She does. I'm into it. She's starting to look a little bit more like Nina Dobrev. Yeah. I mean, she always looked like Nina Dobrev, but now (laughs) she looks like more like Nina Dobrev. She doesn't have like the straightened bangs, curly hair look. Thank God. Which to me is just teen mom look. It is. It really is. If you have curly hair, don't straighten your goddamn bangs. Oh, but that was a fucking, that was a thing. It was a thing. thing. I knew. I did it. It was bad. I did not do that. Thank God. I mean, I have like wavy hair, so it was a little bit different, but no, don't do it. Don't do it. it. Don't do it. Yeah. Um, that's all i have this episode was uh, it was fine it was it was fine oh um my i think my only other fashion note is that um ellie's clothes for like almost the whole thing are weird and baggy like they're trying yeah, to make her she's look wearing frumpy really baggy clothes and she wears a lot of stripes yeah like a lot of horizontal stripes and i didn't I don't get it. I think it. they're trying to like make her look make like her look undesirable. Frumpy? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't I know. Don't get it. But also Paige looks great. I mean Paige yeah. always looks great, but Paige is like the, her one scene, she looks especially great. Yeah. Agreed. We good? Yeah, super good. Um and then Oh yeah, and then we find out that Bill Nye is like canceled or something. He's not coming anymore. And Jesse's like, Damn it, Bill Nye. I guess we'll run Ellie's story 
whatever tuition hikes congrats frosh and she's like great i'm sorry though let me know if there's anything i can do to help about whatever and he's like only like i don't know do you know anyone famous like as a joke and then and she's like well actually but then we hop to degrassi and the b plot that is stupid and mia's at her locker putting shit away and anya is there before Holly J gets there. And she's like, oh, I really like your jeans. And she's being nice to Mia. But then Holly J comes over and is like, oh, Mia, your jeans. They really show off your cellulite or something. Or she's like, your jeans. And Anya's like, yeah, I was just saying. And she's like, yeah, they show off your cellulite. And then Mia's like, yeah, Anya gives better compliments than you do, Holly J. And Holly J gives her like a duck layer. And Anya's like, I mean, I guess they're tight. And it's like, on the, this just sets the scene for the whole B plot, which is Anya is a slave to peer pe- pressure slash Holly J. Pretty much. Also, like cellulite, Anya Dobrev like, is a never, laughable concept. Never. She's a stick. She's a model. Um. Also, I but I did like. Uh, so, so when Holly J first comes over, she's like, "Is Anya bothering you?" To Mia, which feels like a weird thing for her to say, but okay. Um. And she's like, nope, she was just waiting for her boss to arrive. Yeah. Which I thought was funny because <laughs> it is not untrue. It is a thousand percent true. Um, but then we are with Ellie and Caitlin and Jesse. And Ellie's like, yeah, Caitlin's in town. Like, what? How great is this? And Jesse's like flabbergasted that she even knows her. And El- and um. Caitlin is here to like show her documentary storm of controversy and they start talking about how they want to interview her. And then Jesse's like, great, I can't wait. And then Ellie's like, well, actually she thought it would be great if I interviewed her like mentor, mentee, whatever. And Jesse's like, oh yeah, I guess. Sure. I'm like go away, Jesse. He's so pissed. And I'm just like, good. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. But then we're back at school and we're in class. I don't know what the fuck class. Oh, they're in science class. And although it's with a teacher we've never seen before. But I guess they needed to get a new science teacher because Miss H doesn't teach anymore. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Um, but then then Holly J taps Derek on the shoulder and is like, Derek, you have something on your face. And he's like, oh, what? What? And, he's like, and she's like, ugliness, which, which is uncalled for. So uncalled for. Not... <laughs> Not true, but uncalled for and rude. And also, why would he believe her? Because one, she's Holly J and she's going to just say something mean. And two, she's sitting behind him. She can't (laughs) see his face. You have something on your face. Oh, what is it that you can see from the back of my head that I'm not noticing? (laughs) It's ugliness. Jesus Christ. Also, I still don't understand how you like Holly J because she is the literal worst in this episode. I don't episode. remember why I like Holly J. I think I like later Holly J. I don't know. She's awful and I don't like her. Um, Same. But I so know then, that I like her later. And then like Holly J and Anya are like laughing at this. And then the teacher's like, Anya, would you like to continue reading for us? And then she starts reading. But she's having a hard time because she has dyslexia. And then Holly J is like, okay, Anya, we know you have dyslexia. Like, spit it out or, like, says something like that. And it's terrible. And oh, no, she says, like, I think it's, like, she's, like, being, like, Anya, you've been on it, this page for, like, 10 years. And then, like, 
someone like i think the teacher scolded her or me scolded her and she's like whatever she has dyslexia if we keep doing if we keep at this she'll be here until labor day it's terrible it's and really then, terrible and then she's like what you everyone already knew you had dyslexia anyway and anya just takes it and then we are back with jesse and ellie and they're like getting a hot dog because ellie is like really hungry or something and Jesse's like, oh, yeah, so have fun at the reception. It's going to be great for you. And then Ellie's like, sorry, I hijacked the interview. How about you? go?" Like, he basically guilt her into giving him his, her, like, cool reception pass of where, like, Caitlin and all the cool people are going to be that night. So, she, and, but, and then she's going to do the interview in the morning. And he's like, eh, whatever. Poor me. I don't get to go to the reception. He's such a whiny little he's, baby. Ugh so fragile and ellie's like why don't you go to the reception tell caitlin i say hi and i can't wait to see her tomorrow for our interview and he's like great thanks ellie if and anything hopefully ellie learned from this to put her career first seriously and not to be like don't fuck around with this asshole like don't let a fuck boy ruin your career no and also hashtag masculinity so fragile seriously and then she's like back at her house and I guess Griffin's having a party and she's like trying to do her work, but she can't. To which I say again, does nobody on this fucking show know where the library is? Why must we continue to try to study through a party when there's a perfectly quiet option available to you? You go to college. There's a library. What the fuck are you doing? Or even just, just go like upstairs. a cafe. Go upstairs. Go into your room. Get some noise cancellation headphones. Shit. Like, what the shit? And I then- don't know. Oh, wait. I forgot. I, it's not important, but I forgot it in fashion. Anya is wearing these earrings that are just like a dangle with a blue puff at the end, and I'm really, really into them. <laughs> I don't remember those. They're so silly, and I like them so much. Um, But then... Marco comes over and is like, oh, what are you doing? And then Ellie starts like drinking a little bit and he's like, are you OK? And I'm like, the one thing about this episode is everyone is like judging Ellie way too hard for drinking at all. Well, I feel she, like I mean, I guess she does it when she's stressed out, which isn't healthy. But well, I think it's also that her mother is an alcoholic and alcoholism is a hereditary I get that, but she does say, like, just because my mom's an alcoholic doesn't mean I am. And I'm like, I think people are being overly sensitive to her because of that, and I feel like they're not being fair to her being, like, a college student who's drinking. Yeah, but she's kind of, like, the way that she, I mean, at first it's like, this is silly. She had one drink. Um, But she does, like, down it immediately. Like, he's not responding to her, like, having a drink. He's responding to her, like chugging the drink like I in one so. go and then like caitlin's responding to her being like openly drunk at an important career well event. yeah that is very true so i feel like that actually makes sense i think marco's just being a Concerned cautious friend. and good friend um but then she's like whatever i'm going to the core by which so i'm like why weren't you there in the first place yeah or go to the library or whatever like a- coffee okay. shop or something go to the dot fuck it um, um oh wait um griffin gives her a drink and says it's a margarita that is not a margarita that's my only note it's just i don't even remember it, it was it, there was no 
It was it was not margarita y looking, but it was in like a very tiny, like fancy like It was you know in those, like a weird champagne. Yeah. You know those like champagne it was like glasses Marie that are Marie Antoinette. <laughs> yes. Ones? I was just gonna say <laughs> the ones that are supposed to look like Marie Antoinette. Those champagne ones. Um they're like her, her boob. Yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> how do we get here? And then, know. but then she's like, whatever, I'm going to the core now. It's quiet there. And then she gets to the core and she finds Jesse making out with Caitlin in the office. Which I'm like, why did you go there? I don't know. But he's shirtless and looks great. But so fucking, so she opens the door and she's like, she watches them for like a second and she's like, Jesse. And like they swivel because they're in a swivel chair and it's more <laughs> dramatic that way. And Caitlin looks horrified and embarrassed. But Jesse, like, he's been caught, but he has, like, this smirk on his face that makes me want to punch him. Yeah. Like, I want to make out with him, but also I want to punch him. And she's like, oh, my God. She, like, looks horrified and disgusted. And then she, like, storms out. Um, She should have stuck with that instinct. And then... I don't remember... Oh, yeah. And then... The next day, Jesse like comes up to her and the oh, like, and he says surprise when she opens the thing and they spin around. He goes surprise. Oh, I don't even remember. Yeah. It was stupid. He says surprise. Like what? Like, like it's a fucking birthday party. <laughs> surprise. Like not like oh shoot. <laughs> like like fuck. Like I'm nothing. Like, oh, like, no. like yeah. I'm sorry. Didn't even look. Surprise. Surprise. And he smiled. Surprise. I'm a dick. Yeah. That wasn't really a surprise, though. Surprise. I've cheated on you before. And you were like, (laughs) cool, let's continue to date. Uh, And then the next day, he, like, confronts her, like, after class or something. And he's like, I really want to fix us. I'm sorry. And she's like, there is no more us, Jesse. And I was like, thank you. And he's like, come on, man. I hate myself. Like... Please, how can we fix this? And she's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to quit the paper then if this is going to work. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. Dump his ass. Don't quit like something that you like. He's stupid. What are you doing? And he's like, okay, I guess so. And, but everyone has the same reaction to her being like, I'm quitting the paper. Every, like, even he was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, because it's so clearly not a solution to this particular it's, problem. Yeah. It's like, no, he's terrible. Leave him. But she doesn't. But then we're back at school. And then we are with Anya and Holly J. And Holly J is trying. They're like partners on a science project. And Holly J is like, my sister has a report and we can just reuse it. Whatever. It'll be fine. And Anya doesn't want to do it. And she kind of stands up for herself. But then. I loved Backbone Anya. And she was like. And while we're at it. Backbone Anya. Brief Backbone Anya. And she's like. And while we're at it. Don't make fun of me in front of class. I don't tell people that your parents hired you a private tutor. Yeah. And then Holly J's like. Talks to some random chick behind her is like do you want to get lunch later and like threatens to like cut Anya out of her lunch time or whatever and Anya's like okay fine I'll do it I'll copy the thing and Holly J is like great perfect got you back under my thumb and it's just like Jesus Christ Anya and then we are with Ellie and Paige and Paige is trying to help Ellie figure out an outfit to wear for her panel thing she's doing with Caitlin and then Ellie tells Paige about how she caught Jesse and Caitlin making out in the office. And 
Paige is like, what the fuck? I can't believe you dated him. I can't believe I dated him. He's terrible. And Ellie's like, I'm still dating him. And then Paige has the best thing ever, which is, um, part of my French, but what is wrong with you? <laughs> I love when she does that to the point where I'm like, maybe I should start saying pardon my French before normal sentences because it's <laughs> wonderful. Just blunt sentences. It's just a goddamn delight. Oh, it's great. And then Paige is like, what are you talking about? Why are you still with him? And then Ellie's like, I just really wanted us to work or something. And then she's like, so I quit the paper. And Paige is like, what are you fucking talking about? Why would you do that? Like... Or I think Ellie said something about, like, I mean, you have to make sacrifices to have, like, a mature relationship. And Paige is like, sometimes the mature thing is walking away. And I'm like, thank you very much. And then she's like, and you need to know when to, like, put your career over your love life. Like, sometimes that is the right thing to do. And Ellie's like, I think I already made the wrong decision. I'm like, obviously, just terrible. He's the worst. What are you doing? Listen to Paige. She's right. Paige is so wise. I know. Like, I just wrote, beyond her years. Yeah, she's so wise. And then we are back and at school. so pretty. And we're walking into science class and everyone's turning in their projects. And then they sit down and Holly J raises her hand and is like, oh, hey, guess what? Anya turned in a plagiarized report. Even though I was her partner, I did my own because I knew she stole my sister's report. And she just like calls out Holly J hardcore, gets her like Anya. a plagiarizing zero or whatever she calls out Anya and she's like fucking fuck you Holly J I know she's like punishing Anya for having a backbone and I hate her and I don't understand why anybody would ever like her she's awful she has to get better because I remember liking her but I hate her so much right now oh she's worst and Mia's kind of in the background for all of this and is like what the hell is going on what we are all Mia because Mia like wants to save Anya from this abusive relationship but Anya has like too much Stockholm syndrome to like escape her and like realize like maybe this isn't worth it truly um because high school it's just oh my god and just fucking uh Holly J is just a grade a bitch yeah, I like was, I don't like. I was going to use a different word, but bitch is more <laughs> polite. <laughs> and I don't like calling people bitches, but she's a fucking bitch. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say cunt. I so know. I fine. know. I was like, is that too harsh? Should I say see no, you next she Tuesday? Is. She's terrible. I don't know. Anyway, then we're I back. Sa- I said cunt in front of my mom, and she was very unhappy. <laughs> she's like, don't use that word. And then we are back at college and ellie is stressed out and downing wine before her interview same and caitlin is like oh i'm so sorry i'm so embarrassed you walked in on me like i'll fill you in on all the dirty details later like caitlin obviously doesn't know that jesse is ellie's boyfriend and ellie should like realize she doesn't know i mean i would i think ellie does realize but she doesn't want to tell her she's still oh yeah and she yeah, which we find out later is because she didn't want Caitlin to know she was dating her boss or whatever, which I'm like, he's your editor at the school paper. That's like not that scandalous. You're both in college. It's fine. Seriously. Anyway, then. But yeah, Ellie is not handling it well. No. And she's preparing for a very important event by like housing an entire bottle of white wine, yeah. which is going to lead to a headache no matter what the circumstances are. And then they're on the stage and Ellie starts to interview Caitlin and like starts off okay. And then she's like, so it's your documentary is all about like healthy consumption and blah, blah, blah. Like it's about like 
I'm assuming like reducing your carb footprint and all of that stuff. And then she's like, does that apply to alcohol consumption? Like she somehow, she suddenly like gets like the confidence from the white wine to like be like snarky and like confront confrontational about things. But she also catches the eye of Jesse in the audience. And he's like, what are you doing? But like the only people who would understand what she's talking about is Jesse and Caitlin and her. Not even Caitlin. Cause Caitlin doesn't know that why Ellie is upset. That's true. So it's basically just Jesse. So this is like, but like everyone else in this audience is just like, what? Like there's no gotcha moment happening. No, it's what's stupid. (laughs) Then Caitlin's like, um, I don't know how that applies. And she's like, oh, yeah. Sorry. She kind of fumbles and she's like, but maybe you're talking about how people, instead of soberly looking at like the state of our world, people are like stumbling around and enjoy, like she's trying to like help Ellie out and turn the situation, like turn the conversation. She's a great back to the mentor. Subject. She's and the best. I love Kaylin. doing. And then Ellie's like, no, that's not what I was talking about. Why did you sleep with Jesse? Like blah, blah, blah. Or why did you hook up with Jesse or kiss Jesse? I don't remember what she says. She says something like that. And then everyone's like, um, the fuck? And she's, and then Ellie's like, slut, <laughs> like calls her a slut and like walks off stage. And she thinks like, she's like made this big, like gotcha moment thing. But it's like, no, Ellie, Ellie what the fuck are you, you doing? You look so you dumb. You look so stupid. Like, I mean, it's just college, but still you look and so dumb. And then she walks off the stage and then they're like, I guess we're going to watch the documentary now. Sure. Like, Ellie, this is terrible. Yeah, I just wrote, oh, God, I'm so uncomfortable. I want to die. (laughs) Um, That's my note for that entire scene. And then the next morning, Ellie has a headache because obviously, and Margo's like, how are you doing? And she's like, please speak quieter. And then uh, Caitlin, like, knocks on the door and is like, hey, can I have a sec? And Margo's like, oh, famous Caitlin Ryan. Oh, my God, you're at my house. And he's like, oh, yeah, you can have a bunch of sex. And then he's like, oh, wait, no, that's it was funny. It was funny. I just wrote Marco is me. <laughs> and then Caitlin is like, um, so what the fuck was that? Um, why? I don't know why you had to bring my personal private life into the discussion. And then Ellie's like, Jesse's my boyfriend. And he's, she's like, oh, my God, I didn't know that. I'm so sorry. Why didn't you tell me? And then this is when Caitlin's like, I thought you would like think it was wrong that I was like sleeping with my boss or whatever. And Caitlin's like, I don't give a fuck basically and and then ellie's like i quit the paper so it's fine and then caitlin's like why would you do that she says don't let a freshman romance get in the way of your career which is like thank you seriously like just the absolute correct advice and she but she makes a comment then and she says like i made that mistake before and i'm like is she talking about joey and like all the times that she sacrificed for him Like, he wasn't, like, a freshman in college romance, but he was, like, her high school boyfriend who became her grown-up boyfriend who did, like, put a lot of holds on her I think this is probably just a pattern that she's had. Like, remember fucking Keith? Yeah, but Keith wasn't trying to hold back her career. Keith was just a dick. I mean, I think he... He was a dick, but I feel like he wanted her to do stuff with her career that she didn't want to do. But I, I honestly could be making that up it was so long ago it was literally the first episode so long ago um it was a year ago (laughs) oh my god it was uh but i don't know that's like the only weird hint we got about that and then i know i just miss and she's like and i smell alcohol on your breath and it was like oh no what a pickle 
And then real quick, we hop back to school and Anya like got a zero on her paper and Mia's like, and then, but then Holly J is like, oh, Anya, do you want to like go? I don't even remember what she asks her to do. Well, so Mia is like, well, at least you're free of evil Holly J. And Holly J is like walks by and she's like, well, I don't know if that's true. She's like, but I do like the ring to it. And then she like says that like Sav's friends birthdays that weekend. Oh, she's right. like, and she invites Anya and he's like, can we go together? Because oh, she's like, yeah, trapped by her. And then she says and then like Holly J is like, yeah, done. And, like walks away and leaves her locker open. Like a, <laughs> a fucking weirdo who's not worried about security. I but mean, fine. Mia's right there. So she's like, whatever. She can close our locker, I guess. I guess. I don't know. It's a weird move. Um. <laughs> And but and then she like Anya said like Mia's like aren't you like done with this whole situation like she treats you so badly like she's basically like leave run take this opportunity and Anya says something mean and it makes me sad because she's like I would rather like she said I would rather get a zero on my paper than not have plans on Friday night or something like that. Yeah, but she says like you like Oh, a, I don't remember. Oh I yeah, she's like then be and she says it mean too. She's like then be like you alone on a Friday night. Which yeah, like I mean she's not terrible. alone. She has her mom and her kid and, <laughs> and she dates around. She like fucking Mia's busy. Let Mia do Mia. Mia's fine. Mia doesn't want to go to Sav's dumb friend's birthday party. Yeah. Um, but I know Anya wants to go because I'm pretty sure Anya and Sav have a thing. Am I right about that? I think so. I think, I think that, happens. that happens. Um, but whatever. But she's like, which like good for Anya. She's just like deep in high school survival mode, I guess, which I guess makes sense. But this just proves that everyone's terrible in high school. Oh, God. I just wrote high school priorities are weird. <laughs> And then the last scene, Ellie is back at the core and Oh wait, we we need to should we eulogize Caitlin? I mean Or should we, we wait? We literally until the end? have like two sentences left. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. Um and then Ellie's back at the core and she's like and Jesse's like, You're back and she's like, Yep, I'm just correcting a mistake that I made and he's like, Oh, I'm really happy to see you or something and she's like, I'm back at the core, not with you. Oh, and he says, I'll never cheat on you again. And that's when she says, I'm back at the core, not with right. you. To which I say, this, this will <laughs> yeah, like, that's what, I, that's what they all say. First of all, that is what they all say. <laughs> and also, you've already cheated on her twice. Yeah, dick. This is enough. Go. Twice that we know of. Yeah. And then and then he's like, okay, Frosh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what he says. And she's like, and I think you should call me Ellie now. And I'm like, thank God. Seriously. Jesus Christ. And where this frosh ace bullshit done and then the episode ends and it's like yay ellie finally knows where her priorities should be but yeah i guess real quick this is officially caitlin's last episode unless she comes back to next class which is entirely possible but this is her last episode in the next generation so i guess we should eulogize her caitlin you are my like journalist, environmentalist, feminist hero. You're all you're usually here with some good advice. I will try to forgive you for cheating on Joey with goddamn Kevin Smith, but I'm still upset with you about that. But you know what? You do you. You move to LA and get your shit done and yeah, that's fine. I'm gonna miss you. Respect. Um 
this weirdly into the Kevin Smith thing. I don't know why. Because Degrassi writers manipulated my brain. Um, Kevin Smith manipulated your brain because he made that happen. <laughs> that is for <laughs> that is for damn sure. Um, Caitlin Ryan. I mean, you always gave good advice and were very helpful to Emma during all of her times of strife. You accidentally gave her terrible advice and almost got her murdered. Um, but that's neither here nor there. You and Joey are the greatest romance of Degrassi history, maybe. In my, in my mind, anyway. I mean, like, we haven't watched the original series, so we could be wrong. Well, I mean, but in this iteration, like... Yeah, the greatest love story that falls apart. Oh, well, we can thank Kevin Smith for that. <laughs> Fuck you, Kevin Smith. It's just a weird thing to say out loud. Um, I don't know, Caitlin. You were great, and we're, like, truly going to miss you. And it's weird because you're, like, one of the OGs. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Bye, Caitlin. Bye, Caitlin. I will miss you. We love you. Um... Don't dye your hair blonde anymore. Yeah, your hair looks great. Like looks this. great. I mean, I think she does eventually again, but whatever. Anyway. Um, oh, we didn't choose a YouTube comment. <laughs> All right, we found one. Kelsey, would you like to read it? Yes. Um, so this is from TQ Weaver one year ago. And they say, the way Ellie says science, is there a site or something where I can just listen to the way Canadians pronounce words? Which actually would be very helpful for us. Seriously. But like, then, do you really <laughs> say science like seance? Well, no, because then this guy, Texas Jerome, which I don't know if he's from Texas. I don't know how much I trust his judgment. But 11 months ago says, no, that's just Ellie. Everyone on the last episode said science correctly. Yeah, I don't understand. Um... Anyway, so Spirit Squad captain of the episode. I think I might actually just go with Paige for her like wi- wisdom talk for the brief moment she was here. I'm going to go with Mia for trying to pull Anya, a person who she frankly does not owe shit to, <laughs> out of like a toxic friendship. Yeah. And cool. like welcome her into open arms being like, you can do this. Ship of the episode. There wasn't really anybody. I'm going to ship um, Ellie and Paige being friends because I like them being friends. Yeah. Seconded. That's a good one. Um, Moral. Don't let a guy or don't let somebody else get in the way of your potential. I think I'm trying to like blanket that between both storylines. That's good. Um, Stand up for yourself. Stand up for yourself because if you let people treat you like human garbage, they're going to continue to treat you like human garbage. There you go. Especially if they're terrible already. There you go. That works for both as well. We have a bunch of grapevine because we have been gone for a little while. Yeah. Um, Do you want to do tweets first? Yeah, we can do tweets first. So we have this one from Lee Matt at Malamatic. Is the Marco slash Bunny story the most pathetic B-plot ever? Anything that rivals it? Um, Holland was saying... I We were talking about this before, and I think the weird like Pringle contest B-plot might have also been terrible. Yes. Like, maybe even more terrible, because it was so dumb. 
and like did like did Degrassi get sponsored by Pringles for that episode or something I don't understand I don't know and I'm sure that there were worse ones that we can't really think of I'm sure that there were dumb ones with Spinner I think the Spinner Boner one probably but at least that one's like kind of iconic yeah you know um oh and then um Gloria at Gloria tweets said thought at Degrassi pod listeners would appreciate this quip from dear white people read Drake and it's it's a really funny scene it's on our we retweeted it it's on there but it's it's basically the premise like Drake's entire career is like based on like making up for the episode in Degrassi where he couldn't get it up or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then the one person responds we get it Drake you fucks um yeah that was great it was really good it made me really happy um and then we have one last one from indie film at la film gal apologize if you've been asked would you ever do a bonus episode and review one of the apps from the 80s so we've been talking about doing next class or the original when we're done here i mean i think we'll probably do next class first just because it kind of transitions into it more naturally yeah and then i think the plan is to go back after we catch up in a million years and do um the original episodes but hell maybe i mean i don't know we don't i don't know we'll probably do them eventually i just don't know when yeah and i mean we're also doing minis to put in as little like bonus up but like to put in like when we need just like filler dates or whatever <laughs> sorry for case that case in point last week sorry for that peek behind the curtain um but you know maybe we'll start doing that with like og episodes but that still would require us to watch an entire episode and it's like the same as what we're doing now anyway yeah that's true like they, they're not shorter that's an excellent point <laughs> i don't know i'm just spitballing here we'll do them eventually we'll do them eventually we just but don't know when they'll be like in order and yeah like this podcast but like after we catch up i guess i don't know we'll figure it out um totally and then is that all the tweets we had yes so we also have a couple emails the first one is from emma claire and her subject line is never forget the montreal boys with three z's thank you very much for including that and i'm just gonna read the whole email um and she says Dear Queens, first of all, oh my God, Danny DeVito, I love your work. I randomly discovered you guys on Tumblr about six months ago and have been addicted ever since. I love the way you guys structure your podcast and your funny anecdotes. I'm glad you enjoy our tangents because they happen all the time. So much. Um, the first time I ever watched Degrassi was when I was about eight or nine. It was the Eye of the Beholder episode, which I think is why I've always kind of shipped Spinner and Terry. And my local Nickelodeon was showing all the shows from the franchise. I only watched a couple episodes because the show was usually on when my parents wanted to watch the news. Hashtag early 2000s struggles. I've binge watched the first seven seasons as well as the original series because A, after Glee finished, I needed something new to watch. And B, I'm a huge Drake fan. Shockingly enough, Jimmy is one of my favorite characters as well as Paige and Manny. My least favorite is Craig. I'm in that rare minority that really can't stand him. Also, it's been over 10 years, but Hell Hath No Fury was clearly robbed of that band competition. Thank you. Seriously. Um, as far as ships go, I ship Terry Spinner, Caitlin Joey, and Jay slash new friends that aren't drug dealers. 
But my Degrassi OTP is weirdly Emma slash Manny. My Glee OTP was Britana. And I feel like that has influenced all my shipping choices. Let's be honest. They have probably fooled around together at least once. I wasn't aware of who Rick was the first time I saw him on the show. I knew Drake would get shot, just didn't know how exactly. But I kind of suspected he would be a serial killer when his first words and never going to give you up were, your seat, my lady. I mean, valid. <laughs> Super fucking valid. Finally, since you guys did this with Next Class Characters, I'm sending you guys this pic of some adorable kids with 80s hair from the original series and would love if you could describe them based on this random photo of them. Take care, Emma, at RealMC on Twitter. I'm sure we've read a lot of your tweets before. For some reason, this image is not showing up for me right now, but I just saw it like two seconds ago. Do you want to open it on your phone? So we will post this photo either on on Twitter and Instagram and stuff so you guys can follow along. Yeah, it's not showing up for me. Okay, so in this photo, you can right click on it. It won't. All right, so let's just start with the bottom left, and then we can go, like, clockwise. Okay. So bottom left, I think that we've seen this girl before. I don't remember her name, but I think she's, like, the girl who had, like, or the lady who had, like, the crutches or something. Oh, yeah. And possibly got in a car accident. So I'm going to go with she's, like... I feel like she's really cool. She's, like, Snake and Caitlin's friend. I feel like I remember her having wise advice. I don't know. I, I think she's know. cool. Um, she's, But she's also like staring really intensely and she has big hair and like an odd It worries me bandana. that she might be high and mighty like Ashley though. But I don't know. I get that vibe from her. See, I think that the intense stare and the giant hair and the bandana situation <laughs> make her look like a little bit crazy. Like I think that maybe she's kind of like outcasty <laughs> and weird and like eccentric. I don't know. I feel like that's more like Spike's deal. Nah. Spike is like kind of like mainstream, sane, weird though. But Spike had like weird, crazy hair and got pregnant in high school. I think she's definitely more outcasty than this bandana girl. I don't know. It's something in her eyes. She looks like a weird, eccentric person. And then above her is a jovial looking guy with his arms crossed he's very cheerful he looks like he looks like a like a swell dude (laughs) i don't know no i don't know he looks happy he looks but also maybe the token black guy on this show it was the 80s he's very clearly (laughs) the only the only person of color besides this guy might be asian I feel like we'll that's get not to something like- that we should get <laughs> I just, he's he's definitely the, the token black guy, though, yeah. which bums me out. And but, then above um, him is Caitlin. We know her. But we don't know what she's like in high school. She looks really she, happy. Yeah. I bet that she's like cheerful, cheerleader-y type. I don't know if she's cheerleader-y, but she's definitely like maybe on student council. Oh, yeah. That's good. And then next to her is goddamn Joey Jeremiah. With that hat. Wearing his fedora. <laughs> He is definitely like, like thinks he's big man on campus, like player dude. Yeah, I be I think we know this about him already. We do. Next and to him, next to him is this guy, and he's wearing tie dye and glasses, and he's cute. Um, he 
looks like he probably hangs out with Joey. But that just might be where they're placed in yeah. the photo. I don't know. He looks like he looks like he's not like part of the popular crowd, but he's not like an outcast either. He's like an in-betweener dude. He that's what he looks like to me. You know? He seems like kind of like JT-ish? No, I mean, I, I think that's just the tie-dye. And I was going to say, maybe <laughs> it's just the tie-dye, but he seems kind of like, maybe he's like a stoner who's like hangs with them sometimes. He looks a little too square to be a stoner, though. This is it just the glasses, though? <laughs> I know plenty of stoners who wear glasses. It does not change that. I know. I'm, I'm judging him based on wearing a tie-dye shirt in the <laughs> 80s. That's a style choice. Um, And then... Below him, I'm pretty sure that's Tessa Campanelli. I don't know anything about her except that she was fucking Joey at one point. Um, but I, I also could be wrong. I don't that it might not be Tessa Campanelli, but I think it is. I don't know. I don't know anything about her except for like Joey was cheating on Caitlin with her one summer. Um, but she seems like she might be like a hybrid of Paige and Manny. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, totally. And then next to her, Spike, feminist icon, got pregnant in high school. She's wearing a really cool jacket. Um, She looks very happy. We know Spike. We already know and Spike. Then, and we know then Snake. And we know Snake, who's below her. And looks just as goofy as he does today. Yes. He, yeah. And then and there's, there's a kid. dude at the bottom who I feel like is the Toby. Yeah. <laughs> totally he like looks like kind of like the nerdy guy of the group he's just the toby it's fine yeah (laughs) everybody needs a toby i guess i feel like i don't know they seem like a fun crew yeah i serious this girl's intense like (laughs) she looks super intense she looks like but i swear to god i feel like she's ashley-ish oh she just not like not like as annoying as ashley like she seems like she's like specifically like class president ashley like she, season yeah. one ashley maybe she, just, she looks so I much like know. she's gonna murder you that i'm like <laughs> i don't know i'm really really but i don't know this. who knows um but yeah that's our assessment of this photo we'll post it if we can figure out how to extract it from this email um and then we have one more email from amethyst beloved who just kind of pointed out to us that she sent us some photos um, but the actress who plays Jane Paula something was also on an episode of Radio Free Roscoe, and she was also in an episode with the guy who played Ray on Radio Free Roscoe, but they were in something called People Hold On. I don't know what that is. Um, I'm assuming it's a movie, maybe? I don't know. She sent us, like, two photos of them on Radio Free Roscoe together and them in this other thing together when they're older, and it's kind of funny. I don't know. Did you see these? Yeah, I did. She and looks like such it's a cute. baby in the young one. And I also and he looks good. He looks great. I also now want to just watch Radio Free Roscoe. And um, we also have a review from Tiffany ninety four. And so thank you very much for the review. And you ask to be shipped with Sean because he still makes you spoon after all these years girl same so i'm going to ship you with him it's going to be later in life and you have just moved to toronto and you're like 
moving into your new apartment and you like see this like super jacked dude as you're moving in and you're like oh my god that guy's super cute who is that and you're like trying to carry in your boxes and it's a ordeal and he's like oh my god wait let me help you and he basically just ends up helping you move into your new apartment and you find out that he lives on your floor and it's really exciting and you're like oh do you want to like thank you so much for helping me move like please like do you want to come in for a beer like let me buy you beer or pizza or something so then you end up having dinner together and you have some beer and pizza and it's really cool and you get to talking and you end up talking all night long and bonding and it's like this great experience and then as the sun is rising you guys end up kissing for the first time and it's magical and then I'm just gonna let you take the story where you want to go from there maybe you will become his army wife and that's like what you want to do or maybe you have a really convenient hookup buddy who lives in your building I don't know this is your fan fiction you decide and that's what my thing is for you it was kind of short but i thought it was good i liked it a lot actually um, it was a good one all right and if you guys would like a fan fiction of your own you can find us on itunes and rate review and subscribe and if you leave a review that's how you get a fan fiction and leave your preferences in the review we'll ship you with whoever you want to be shipped with other places you can find us, we're on Twitter, at DegrassiPod. We're on Instagram, at DegrassiPod. We are on Tumblr, whateverittakespodcast.tumblr.com. You can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. We're on Stitcher, we're on SoundCloud, and we're also on Patreon. If you, if you would like to help support us on there, we would be super appreciative. Oh, I think... Oh, yeah, and that's what all these, like... Degrassi mini episodes have been we that we meet we met our first goal on Patreon and we did all these minis and it was super fun but if you support us on Patreon there are lots of different rewards that you can get um you can get like beside behind the scenes content every month which we still need to send out from this month and I'm gonna ask you about that um and um like illustrated fan fictions and you could even call in and be on the show for like a 10 to 15 to 20 minute conversation, whatever, however long it ends up being. Um, so check us out there. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsex with the Z at the end. And Holland, what do you want to recommend to all the good people of the internet? I am actually going to recommend a show that's like, about to enter its final season but i just started binge watching it this weekend and it's the leftovers on hbo i watched the entire first season on sunday um and it's pretty good it's kind of it's about the premise is if you haven't seen it or heard of it um first of all it stars justin thoreau who's beautiful gorgeous um also Liv tyler's in it which i know is how to get kelsey to watch anything (laughs) i love Liv tyler um but the premise is that on like this one day october 14th like two percent of the world's population like disappeared and like into thin air literally and it's kind of like you originally think it like is it the rapture we don't know we don't know why all these people just disappeared And then the show starts off like three years later in this town in like upstate New York and how they're like still coping with it and still trying to figure out what happened and like 
what kind of like what's happening in the world and that is the show and it's pretty good that sounds awesome and you know how I love Liv Tyler <laughs> um what so are you going to recommend in the realm oh of, also ooh, sorry that's okay Violet from Private Practice is also in it really is she annoying because you know how I mostly hate she, her I know I know actually she's I can't I don't want to say too much about her character but she literally does not speak Ooh, but she's annoying but you're allowed to hate her okay yeah okay <laughs> I can live with that I told you I saw Kate Walsh on a magazine right yeah because she's in 13 reasons why <laughs> oh that's right we had this entire conversation yeah. it just made me miss private practice anyway sorry and you. so in the realm of you recommending something that is about to be gone I am going <laughs> to recommend a podcast that is largely defunct but um, they did come out with an episode, which will probably be their very final episode recently. It's called Go Bayside. Mm. It is a Saved by the Bell podcast. So, you know, I'm all about it. Oh, totally. I've listened to every episode and it's amazing. Um, I listened to every episode years ago when they came out. But uh, and the host is April Richardson, who's just a very funny comedian and she's great. Um but she came out with uh, the episode for the movie uh, where uh, Zach and Kelly are going to get married in Las Vegas. Right. Which is batshit, by the way. The boys become like escorts. I don't know. It's a, <laughs> it's a whole thing. Because uh, like Zach like, can't admit to Kelly that he didn't lose their money. Got their money taken from them by like a corrupt sheriff. I don't know. It's a whole thing. Anyway, so she does the final one with um, Paul F. Tompkins, and it's amazing. That's awesome. So, yes, go Bayside with an exclamation point. Also, one more plug. The, uh, our, the episode that we were on for the Babysitter's Club Club is officially out now. Yeah. So go check it out. It's the Babysitter's Club mystery, Stacy in the Missing Ring. Um, so we talk about... The first Babysitter's Club mystery they've talked about on the show, which is exciting. Um, so you guys should go over to Babysitter's Club Club podcast and check out that episode and just check out their podcast because they're super cool and it was a lot of fun to talk about the Babysitter Club with them. So they check it awesome. out. They're awesome. It was lots of fun. And they edited the episode to make us seem not terrible. So good job, guys. <laughs> um thank yeah. you for making us not seem like monsters <laughs> uh we talked about doll theory we talked about diamond rings and why it's ridiculous that 12 year olds should ask of them ask for them um, uh, i know that i for one sexualized a child <laughs> i mean he's a time traveler does it's fine he's a shadow person <laughs> check it out we get into it it's lots of fun um but otherwise thanks for listening panthers goodbye bye panthers